Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the very first edition of the Bully Ray Show podcast on Busted Open. Royal Rumble recap. I got it for you. I'm breaking it all down. The men drumble, the women drumble, and oh my God, what an amazing main event fighting opera at its finest. Sit down, turn this show on, kick your feet up, get a cold one, and enjoy the Bully Ray Show right here on the Busted Open Podcast. When you talk about talent that got made in the rumbles there's the whole you know go over and get over and i'm 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 almost assuming you're talking about the men's match in which cody went over but i'll be damned if gunther did not get over um gunther was made last night going in at number one in the men's royal rumble and he lasting until the end it's almost a shame that he couldn't get the victory. And obviously we know why Cody got the victory, but I think it speaks volumes to Gunther being able to survive the entire match more than Cody actually winning. It's easy to come in at 30 and win the rumble. It is not easy to start at number one. And let me, let me pull back the curtain here. Okay. We're talking about sports entertainment, folks, and we get it, and we're on board. We understand what's going on. But you start that rumble at number one, and you're in there for over an hour underneath those bright lights with the level of physicality of a Gunther and all of the blows that you're going to have to you know, withstand in that match, everything that you have to get through in that match. It is not easy to have all that gas in your tank because you got to remember, once all of the other participants were eliminated, Gunther and Cody were going at it. They had a nice little match. And Gunther had tons of gas in his tank so you know i I thoroughly agree with what you said about other people being made in the matches my you know i was thinking about this at the end of the show i thought people would definitely give the entire pay-per-view a thumbs up 
because there was a real good taste left in everybody's mouth with that last match. Remember what we always talk about. You know, the only thing that they remember is the finish. And the finish to that pay-per-view was outstanding. It was a great match, but the aftermath, the, the angle that they did afterwards was probably some of the best stuff I've seen in a long time. Now, I got to be honest with you. It was a little reminiscent of some things I've just recently seen in impact wrestling with, you know, handcuffing or zip tying the baby face to the ropes, you know, bludgeoning him, somebody stepping in front, trying to save them, a friend, yada, yada, whatever. It doesn't matter. It still worked. And it worked on the most grand stage of all in front of 51,000 people uh, live in attendance at the, uh, the, the, in San Antonio, what is it called? It's not the Superdome. The um, kind of dome is it? It's a big dome. <laughs> Which dome? The Alamo dome. Yeah. yeah. The Alamo dome. 51,000 people in the Alamo dome. Um, you know, millions watching around the world. They said that the business done just at the Alamo Alamo Dome was the largest gate that they've ever had in the history of WWE. So when people bitch, moan, and complain about creative, you got to understand something. The amount of money the, the WWE is generating is ungodly, and that's the only number that matters. So business is good in the world of WWE. If If you would have taken that last match out of the equation, Ariel, would you have still given the show a thumbs up? Yeah, I would have still given it a thumbs up based on the women's and men's rumble match. Okay. Gabby, what about you? It it would still be a thumbs up because I think that the rumble matches were uh, a really good showcase of the entire roster and of the WWE, but it, it wouldn't have been as high of a thumb. It wouldn't have been as enthusiastic because that main event really put the bow on it for me at the end. And like you said, left a good taste in my mouth, but um, you know, that, that match was definitely needed. I feel like to really up the ante of the pay-per-view by the end, because um you know, I wasn't as into, I would say, the other matches from the pay-per-view aside from the Rubble matches. I, I will I will agree. You know, by the time I got to the end of the women's Rumble match, I was like, all right, I dug the men's match. I think I dug the women's match a tiny bit more. The matches in between, you know, Alexa and Bianca, as much as I would have loved to come out here this morning and put that match over to the moon, I think the biggest problem that they had with the match is exactly what I spoke with Dave about. Alexa has been cutting these promos about how she's going to maim uh, uh, Bianca Belair and how she's going to claw her eyes out. I said to Dave, I said, if they're doing side headlock takeovers, it doesn't matter what she says. It's just a wrestling match. I didn't see Alexa go demonic on Bianca at all. My point being some of the matches in between the lights out match, you know, with all of the, the aftermath or, or, or the, 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 the gimmick tree, they, they tried to put on the match. I was like, eh, 
I don't know. It was, it was good. It wasn't off the charts, but I think that last match, that main event between KO and Roman, and especially the aftermath with everybody involved uh, after the match was over, really brought it home, really saved the show. Not saved the show, but, but you know, like you said, icing on top to, to give the show a thumbs up. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. The match was good. I liked the match. And the match, once again, goes to show you how the more over you are character-wise and the stronger your storytelling is, the less you actually have to do in that ring. KO and Roman didn't do anything crazy. They did their moves. They did their skill set. They did what they had to do to tell their story in the match, but nothing over the top because the people hate Roman. They want to see Kevin Owens win. And they did some great false finishes where you thought KO was going to come out with the victory. They're so invested in what Sammy is going to do. They didn't need to go out there and do a hundred super kicks or, you know, uh, a, a lot of dives or some of the gratuitous stuff that we talk about here on the show. Last night was a perfect example of what great fighting opera is supposed to be. Everybody played their parts perfectly. I love the fact that the Usos were not there during the match. Only the most important players were there. Sammy, Paul, Roman, and Kevin. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, Bully, why weren't the Usos there? Well, that's two less people for you to look at. The Usos didn't need to be there. The Usos needed to be there after the match was over. So all you had to do is concentrate on the match and what Sammy was going to do. When was this test going to happen? And obviously, we know that the test happened once the match was over. I went on social media, all in capital letters. I said, fucking superb storytelling. Now, I apologize for cursing on the Lord's Day, but that is what I said last night on the old Twitter machine because it was perfect storytelling. It was immaculate storytelling. It was the type of storytelling that you could not poke holes in. Everything made sense. That is white heat at the end of that match, at the end of that show. You heard what they were chanting at Roman, F.U. Roman. Roman has gone from a guy that in 2000, at the 2015 or whatever, 2015 or 16 Rumble, got booed out of the building despite standing next to The Rock to last night having more heat than just about anybody has ever had 
in a WWE ring. And trust me, as the king of getting heat, I know what heat looks and sounds like. The Everything was done with nuance, especially Sammy. None of Sammy's movements, actions, or reactions are over the top. I truly felt Sammy was a man with a gun to his head. What do I do? He, he almost reminded me of, uh, of um, Joe Pistone in, uh, what, what, what was the name, Gabby or Ariel? What was the name of the movie I'm thinking about where, uh, where Johnny Depp plays the cop who goes in into the mafia and, uh, and uh, not Pacino. Yeah, Pacino is playing lefty. Come on. Little help here. Little help. You guys know Donnie, what I'm talking Donnie, Donnie, Brosco, Donnie Brosco. Donnie Brosco. He almost reminded me of, of Joe Pistone in, in Johnny Brosco, where, you know, when the mafia guys are whacking, you know, whacking the other guys, and Pistone's like, oh, my God, this is too much. And then, you know, you thought Pistone was going to have to whack somebody, but then he had, at the end, he doesn't. He was put in a situation. Sammy was put in a situation where he was trying to squash it without giving himself away. He eventually had to take that chair. Roman basically put a gun to Sammy's head last night. And the response to Sammy hitting Roman in the back with a chair was Road Warrior Pop-esque. 51,000 people screamed pretty damn loud in that moment because they wanted to see Sammy hit Roman. And he did. And in that moment, I think the WWE created a very interesting problem for themselves. Cody wins the Rumble. Cody's got the shot at Roman. We all know that. And there is Elimination Chamber in Montreal, which plays, which plays right into Kevin. But the unique problem that they have is an organic problem a Daniel Bryan-esque organic problem, a problem in which I'm not quite sure who the WWE universe wants to see beat Roman Moore, Sami Zayn or Cody Rhodes. You know, chicks, I put up, a, that's what I'm calling you for the, rest of the, for the rest of the show, by the way, chicks. What up, chicks? You can call me dude or whatever. Um, I put up a poll yesterday of, it was a hypothetical. Who would you rather see win the Rumble, Cody or Sammy? But Sammy wasn't involved. There were 14,999 votes. So let's just call it 15,000. Completely down the middle, 50-50. I could not believe it. I think I retweeted the tweet twice because I just wanted to see if anybody was going to pull ahead. The WWE Universe wrestling fans across the world were split in half on who they would have rather have seen one. I think that would be an interesting question to repose today. Like in your in your eyes, wrestling fan, who is more over coming out of the Royal Rumble? Cody Rhodes for winning the Rumble or Sami Zayn? for the chair shot heard round the world. 
And I got to give credit to the first chair shot heard around the world. That's when Dreamer kabonged Raven. But that chair shot was heard around the world last night. Sure as hell was heard in that uh, stadium last night because those people went crazy. So, Gabby, what do you think? Coming out of the Rumble, who's more over in the universe's eyes, Cody or Sammy? Ooh, that's such a tough question. I think, and I think possibly maybe I'm a little biased. I think it's, I want to say Cody because I think just his story, the way they built him coming back, like the pop he got when he came in, coming in at number 30, you knew he was going to come back. Like I was just so happy to see him back and to get that moment of winning because we saw the pain and stuff he went through. And I think he's just so over, but it's hard not to say Sammy with what happened because the story makes you feel for Sammy so, so much that like, I say Cody in my personal opinion, but I think the WWE universe would say Sammy. Like I do. I just think the reaction okay. from the it- crowd speaks volumes, but I, my, fi- if I have to go final answer, it's, it's Cody. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Ariel, what about you? Who do you think is more over coming out of the Rumble? Do you think it's Cody for winning the Rumble or Sammy for what he went through? Yeah, I believe it's Sammy Zayn here. He's like the ultimate babyface right now. He kind of has all the WWE fans emotionally invested into his storyline. You kind of want to see him continue to move forward. So I would have to say Sammy Zayn here. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Ariel on this one. And it's because of two words that she said went through it's because of what Sami Zayn went through last night he went through hell and I think that wrestling fans can identify with what Sami went through because they might have been able because they were going through it with him yes Cody returns from an injury injuries happen all the time in wrestling He returns, he comes in at 30 with the pomp and the circumstance of the entrance, and then he has a good match. And it's almost like we expected to see this from Cody. What Sammy went through was very, very different. I think we could all live vicariously through Sammy last night and put ourselves in that situation. What would I do? And the I, meaning you, the listener. What would I do if Roman Reigns handed me that chair last night? What would I do if I was in a similar situation? And I think when we are able to relate that much, I don't think everybody can relate to a torn peck and what it's like to come back. I'm, I'm sure some people are able to relate to it. Hey, I broke my leg or I broke my arm and I had to come back from it. Yes, but I think people could relate to, wow, What would I do in that situation? Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. 
With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. How would I react? Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league, or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Obviously, Cody goes over, coming in at number 30. There was a lot of cool moments in the rum, the men's rumble last night. I loved Brock coming in randomly at like number 12 or whatever it was. Once again, Brock gets a huge response, as Brock always does. Brock comes in and eliminates Bobby. What did you think of that, Gabby? Well, you, you, Bobby came in and eliminated Brock. Right. Yeah. That that was awesome. Did I say I it backwards? It. Yeah, you said it backwards, but it's fine. I'm sorry. But no, it's Bobby, the, 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 the big, the big buildup. I mean, Bob, Brock has basically been treating Bobby Lashley like a bitch. Yes. For a long, long time. And if they were doing it just for that reason last night, just for Bobby to finally eliminate Brock, what'd you think of that moment? And when I say, what did you think of that moment? Give me how you felt about that moment in time as compared to what it was like to see Drew McIntyre eliminate Brock Lesnar. Ooh, that's a very good comparison because that moment was huge for Drew. For me, that was such a turning point for Drew. And I feel like it's doing the similar thing for me with Bobby because I haven't always been 100% sold on Bobby because we, we've been taken on so many different roads when it comes to Bobby Lashley. And he is such a monster and he's such a big guy that when he, I feel like whoever, whenever someone eliminates Brock, it's like now you can be taken seriously as this muscle, as this person. And I think what sold it even more for me was Brock, because when he got eliminated, how pissed off he was. And he like tore apart the commentary table and threw it in. And like, like he was like, I was not expecting this guy to be able to do this for me, which made Bobby look even stronger. So like you have to give props to Brock on you know, reacting the way he does when these guys do these things because he acts so shocked. But it was a turning point for me and Bobby. And I think it did miles of good for Bobby with throwing Brock out of the rumble because you weren't expecting it and you weren't expecting Brock to be out as quickly as he was. It was pretty fast while he was in there. So, and I loved the reaction of Brock acting like a kid after. And when he leveled Corbin before Corbin even got into the ring, I popped so big because I was Why? like, 
Because I was like, poor Baron Corbin couldn't even make it in. And uh, Brock is just having a tantrum and he just nailed him from the side and Corbin just just gets laid out right before he walks into the ring so i thought the whole thing was great and then yeah of course baron corbin got got the worst of it because you know brock couldn't go back in and beat the shit out of bobby like he wanted to so i thought it was great dollar for dollar i think that's the most money the wwe has ever spent on one particular performer being in the rumble for the least amount of time and the highest dollar value because if you break it down like how many minutes was brock even in the rumble for i don't know five, seven, 10, uh, Bobby eliminating Brock was definitely a big deal. There were some other really big deals uh, in the match. Do you think it did anything for Gunther to eliminate Drew and Sheamus? I think the fact that Gunther went from one to the end is the real story of Gunther uh, last night. Him eliminating Drew and Sheamus at the same time, it was a nice little moment but I don't think that I don't think if Gunther would have not eliminated Drew and Sheamus that we would be speaking any less of him today. What do you think, Gabby? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of cool because, you know, when Drew and Sheamus were in there together, they were working together to do a lot of the dirty work of getting these guys over. And it's so funny because I was watching and everyone's like, oh, you know, Seamus is such a workhorse. He's been in there the whole time. And I was like, Gunther's been in there since one. Like, he's a, a crazy workhorse. So I feel like those three guys are such big boys all together that I do think it did a little something for Gunther if you look back at it because Seamus and Drew are such veterans. And yes, Gunther has been in it for so long, but he's not, like, to me, in the sense of, like, when you think of Drew and you think of Seamus, like, I don't automatically think of, like, Gunther, even though work-wise and built and everything, he's there. So I think it was just symbolic for him to put, throw those guys over because he's trying to be that next guy in the sense of, I want everyone to know who I am. Like, yeah, I'm from a different country. Yes, I'm a big guy, like, whatever. So he's got all those similarities. But he's trying to make that name for himself. So I think it did in a small, like very beautiful symbolic way, do a little bit for him, just not as big of a moment as it did like for Bobby to throw him over, to throw over Brock or something like that. But I, I loved it. I think, listen, I think Gunther, it, he, he, like you said, he's made now. It's just- Are you a Gunther fan? I am now. Was would I- he be like, Would he be like six or seven on your list? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. no. no we're not going to go that far. Don't, don't push it. You know what I mean? Right, he's, right, right. he's not going to make the, the list is hard, you know? But, but <laughs> so I've heard. Um, well, hopefully. Gunther is our intercontinental champion, right? If I got my stuff, if I got my stuff straight here. Yes, I believe I, so. Uh, yeah. Basically, the iron horse of SmackDown work rate wise, I think him going the distance in the Rumble. Um, lends to his credibility of being a work rate guy. I, I'm not a big fan of that uh, uh, of of that term work rate. I think Gunther is a guy who much like uh, a Seth Rollins or anybody else that can really go. it's a it's a strongest, the longest type thing. And Gunther definitely showed us last night that he was strongest, the longest. Yes, Cody won. But Gunther lasted longer in that rumble than just about anybody else. There are some other moments that really stuck out to me last night. Um, that Logan Paul and Ricochet double springboard, double Cliz Liz clothesline in midair was a thing of beauty. 
I mean, it was amazing. I did see somebody take to social media last night. I don't know if it was Swerve Strickland or somebody, and they're like, I hope I get gratuities on that spot, basically saying that, uh, you know, I came up with it first and, uh, you know, you guys just did my spot. Just remember something, folks. Yeah, you might have invented something and people might copy it, but it's the highest form of flattery. I can tell you this. If you go back to TLC1, when Edge and Christian push me off the top of the ladder uh, and I go crashing and burning through the four tables on my own, that spot was copied by guys by the name of Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Abyss, so I'm in pretty good company when it comes to people co copying my same exact spot. So don't sweat it. It's a form of flattery. I thought Logan Paul and Ricochet hit it perfectly. When it comes to Ricochet, you kind of expect it, you know, because of Ricochet's superior athletic ability. I mean, Logan Paul, no slouch. Don't kid yourself. You're a tremendous slouch. What movie? Caddyshack. Ding, ding, ding. Circle gets a square. What did I win? I hope I get some turtle wax. I want turtle wax. I'm sick and tired of beef stew. Anyway, Logan Paul doing the springboard. Um, an, an, an excellent job. I wish that they would have let them lay there for a couple of seconds longer because the people were really getting into that holy shit chant or that this was awesome chant, whatever they were chanting, they really wanted to get behind that moment in time. But then a couple of guys picked them up. I went to go throw them out. And I, when I saw Cody pick up Ricochet, I was like, no, Cody, leave him alone. Listen, I get it. It's the rumble. Somebody's down. You got to eliminate them. But the people loved that moment in time so much that I didn't want to see Cody trying to eliminate Ricochet. As a matter of fact, I felt like that brought the people down just a click. I also thought that Cody should have tried to eliminate Logan or that it should have almost maybe come down to Cody and Logan. Think of the heel heat or just think of the heat that Logan Paul would have had if he would have eliminated uh, Gunther. Now, that wouldn't have given Cody and Gunther the opportunity to have their little match at the end of the men's rumble. But just talk about moments in time. If Logan Paul eliminates Gunther, I don't think that takes anything away from Gunther because he still would have been in there for like an hour. But man, people would have been booing the hell out of Gunther. I mean, out of Logan Paul. And then Cody eliminates Logan Paul. Because when you get Logan Paul in there with Cody at the end, it's kind of like, oh my God, are they going to do something with Logan Paul that anything can happen, feel in the WWE starts to creep in? Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app. 
free for most subscribers. Rhea Ripley, the winner of 2023 Women's Royal Rumble. The correct woman went over. Excited for what's next for Rhea Ripley. I think she's been doing a great job. I put a poll out there after the match was over about who people would rather Rhea Ripley choose. And I'm going to, I can't even pull it up because my Twitter feed from this morning is so ridiculously long. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but if memory serves me correct, they it's about 60% to 40% Bianca Belair over Charlotte Flair. Now, last night at the post-show press conference, they asked Rhea who she would rather face, and she basically rode the fence. She was given her reasons for Bianca, and she was given her reasons for Charlotte. And honestly, I'm not quite sure who I would like to see either. Um, thank you. It was 55% for Bianca. Thank you, Gabby. Um, so it was a little closer than I, than I even uh, remembered. I, I'm not sure. Because Bianca and Rhea, homegrown talent who came up through NXT, and I always like it when the homegrown talent gets over, especially to the level where they could be main eventing one of the nights of WrestleMania. I also remember that during COVID, you know, WrestleMania during COVID, Rhea and Charlotte was my favorite match. And I never understood why they put Rhea on the back burner after her match with Charlotte, the way they did, she got heated up again, obviously in the judgment day, doing some great character work, storytelling, her wrestling ability is always there. She needs to be in the ring with a, another female on her level or better. So when it comes to being in the ring with a female that's on her level, that's Bianca Belair. When it comes to being in the ring with a female who's better, that's Charlotte Flair. We're in a win-win here when it comes to Rhea versus Bianca or Rhea versus Charlotte. And the common denominator is Rhea. And I love that. Rhea is such a unique-looking athlete. She ha I love her look. I love her aggressiveness. I loved the way they finished the match last night, the strength that it takes for Rhea to hang there, having Liv pounding on her hands, trying to let her go at the top rope, and then effort, effortlessly. How do you say that freaking word? Say it. Effortlessly? Effortlessly. Just muscling her legs up there, putting her ankles behind Liv's head, and then just feeling Liv Morgan off of the apron with her legs. It looked great. I loved the finish to the women's match. A lot of people out there liked the women's match more than the men's match. What did you ladies think? Gabby, you first. Women's Royal Rumble. I, I loved it. Um, I do think I did like it better than the men's. Because I think the reaction to the end, especially, like, I think this put a spotlight on a lot of women that got me excited to see their future this year. Such, such as? Raquel Rodriguez. Bing, bing, bing. 
man, she stood out to me last night. Bully. Like I said, I watched people they never watched before. Two people I was watching with were like, wow, she's my favorite right now. They were saying like throughout the match, like, oh, who do I like? That was their favorite person. And they've never watched before. And now they know who she is because they watched the rumble and she stood out so much. Um, I'm so excited because Raquel Rodriguez is a badass. And you like, I'm sorry, her back muscles, like her, her stature, everything about her. She's amazing. And they did her so well in the rumble last night. I'm excited to see what goes on for her um, moving forward for this year she was someone that stood out Liv Morgan to be in the final three like she was I absolutely loved that because when it came down to the three of them and they shot out from the crowd the reaction and they were into it they were very very into the women's like the final three that were there so I mean the Asuka stuff we, we got to talk about it. I really wanted to get your take on it when she came out with you know because you've been saying you've been wanting to see that version of Asuka for a really long time like how did you feel when when she revealed it when she took the mask off I think it was still enough of Asuka with just enough of Kana. Uh, and, and even when she came in the ring, like I, she got that pop because she returned, but then when she did the unveiling, I think the people popped loud because it was a different version of her. It was a more sinister, maniacal version of her clown, as her evil clown character in Japan. When she slid it, when she got in the ring, she started to dance just a little bit. And I, and I said out loud, I was sitting on my couch. I'm like, no, no, don't dance. I don't want to see you dance. Be the, be the version of you that we all know that you can be. Even if, you know what? Even if she was Oscar, Oscar, like Oscar from day one, I don't want to see the dancing anymore. Get rid of the fucking dancing. It does nothing for you. I loved the makeup. I love the more aggressive version of her that we got i hope they stick with it that was a big highlight for me another girl that was there zoe stark mm -hmm. obviously zoe is a, i think raquel and zoe are future stars i think zoe's athletic ability and raquel's stature and raquel has great athletic ability also but raquel's stature and facials these are going to be standout women in the division for years to come, provided they stay injury-free. Those were, those were the two uh, surprises from NXT that um, I enjoyed seeing. How did you feel about the champion, uh, Roxanne Perez, when she showed up? Did you think she, she wasn't in there that long, but she got a pretty big pop when she came in? <clears throat> yeah, she got, she got a big pop, but, you know, getting a, a good reaction is one thing because you get that surprise reaction. Right. I think people are into it. She's still new. She's still young. She, she's got time on her side, mm -hmm. without a doubt. But, you know, she's she's a bit undersized. Yes. You know, she's a bit undersized. But so is, but so is like a Candice LeRae. Right. You know, so I... I'm very high on her, but not as high as Roxanne. Ra I'm sorry, Raquel and and Zoe. I agree. I agree. Um, another moment that I thought was pretty cool, and people were a little biased on it, was Michelle McCool because they showed her there, and then they're like, "Oh, they spoiled the surprise," and I was like. Well, actually, she's from Texas, so it wouldn't make sense that she was there. But I I enjoyed that she was, like, in the crowd, and they were like, oh, Michelle Cool, and she was like, okay, and, like, just took her jacket off and showed up. Like, I liked it. I thought but that was why, But why act like you didn't know it was coming? 
that yeah i understand that like maybe she could have been like yeah hell yeah that's why i was here you people didn't know about it but i thought it was a cool spot and i I would have rather her react like she knew it was coming yeah and commentary put it over like damn michelle mccool's pretty smart i don't think i've ever seen anybody enter through the crowd like she was in on the entrance as opposed to Oh, what me? Oh, 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 okay. I guess I'll just unzip my hoodie and all of a sudden just jump over the guardrail and all of a sudden I'm in the rumble. Right. No, that makes sense. I thought it was cute though. Like my friend even said, she was like, the daughter was like, yeah, give me your jacket, mom. Like she took the jacket because she was like all excited for her mom to go in. So like, I love moments like that. And then of course the, the surprise return of Nia Jax at the end of the rumble was, was the- I did not see that coming. I don't know how you felt about it when you saw her coming in bully. Um, Naya got a massive reaction. Uh, I loved all the girls ganging up on her and then her, you know, blowing out of everybody. It was very Andre-esque. I did not like the pump handle slam that Rhea gave to Naya. Like I said, it's the mechanics and the dynamics behind that actual move. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.